Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. This horror comedy podcast with you and Haley. I like this. You're giving me a hillbilly horror feeling. Yeah, weird. What's the theme for tonight? Hookers, dead hookers. It's the horror comedy. Podcast with Jake and Haley. I do want to warn you that I'm going to make a distinct point about people referring to them as hookers in a rude way at the end. Well, I just, I also don't want you to feel any sort of way because at the end, I literally am like, people who call them hookers are a problem. So uh, that's all. Fuck. Okay. That's all. I just wanted to. No. Ladies of the night. No. Getting it out now. Uh, Get it out now. So the thing is that basically What's like the legal term? so um so the thing is like nowadays someone who does sex work is called a sex worker because we understand gotcha that this person's doing sex for work and it is one of the longest professions it is Oldest actually that pops up on Google if you look up the definition right. yeah. of prostitution it's very strange so but um so but back workers. in the di- now we call them sex workers but Not prostitutes to if someone was a prostitute, oh, see, look at me. I just slipped up too. If someone was a sex worker today, we would not call them a prostitute because of the way we call them sex workers today, right? Because of the way that these women had been getting murdered for centuries, millennia, whatever, uh-huh. right? Getting just fucking murdered because they're sex workers. Back in the day, they called them prostitute. Huh? Happens with grand stepdad all the time. All the time. So that back in the day, we called them prostitutes, and this uh-huh. was used to deny them medical care, deny them legal help, deny really? them this. Deny, yes, because they'd all be right, like, well, "You're a prostitute." Down. We haven't gotten that far. Yet. I just want to. I just want to tell you the context, um, because oh. so I didn't change the context of these articles. So if the article refers to her as a prostitute, I'm going to call her a prostitute because I think it's really important for me to preserve that perspective so that we can address it and call it out later. Gotcha. Got it. Not prostitutes. We can call them prostitutes. They're sex workers now. If I'm referring to them as a prostitute, it's on purpose because that's what they were called in the article. And you, if you want to refer to them as a prostitute, that's fine. Sex workers because they're not always having sex. Well, yeah, but it's a definitely better sounding than prostitute. It's a broad, just like me. (laughs) Anyway, it's the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley coming out of class. Getting school. That's right. I'm telling people about enlightening. The Stay stuff. woke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wake and bake. That's right. Hey, Jake. With Jake. I have a cool idea. What? What if we get high and I tell you about something scary and you make jokes and get scared? I feel like I've. I feel like it's been done. Every week, actually. Every Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to do it again. <laughs> Happy Women's Fucking History Month. It's March. It, it, it sure is. Men, they do have a history month, Jake, so I don't want you to be upset. Man, I don't even care. Okay. That's amazing. Um, but uh, it's really interesting that Men's History Month only gets Googled during March, in America at least. Wow. 
So uh, why is it that Black History Month is the shortest month? That is really fucked up. It's fucked up. Also, I'm so insecure about the month of February as a whole. Like, how many days are there? Yeah, what year is it? I have no idea. Because last should, year there was we leap, no leap, a different amount of days. Last oh, year, this Sunday. Guess what day it is? Daylight savings. <sighs> Uh, I'm neck deep in feminist memes and subreddits right now. Yeah, I'm not buzzed. I'm lip, I'm, uh, uterine deep. Uterus deep? Uterus deep. Okay. Deuterus. Deuterus deep. deep, (laughs) Um, I work in a female-dominated industry, so I'm feeling really empowered. I hope that everyone out there is as well. Unless you're a scumbag. Then I hope you feel really bad. No, if you're like, oh, how do I know if I'm a scumbag? Then, mm, buddy, that's a scumbag thing to think, right? Like, if am I a scumbag? If you're like, am I a scumbag? Then, mm. are you, bro? Ask yourself. Well, you should definitely. If you ask yourself that, I mean, you need to reflect. You need to reflect exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you're feeling insecure because I'm talking about fuck you, if you're a scumbag, then. But uh, I also hate people that are scumbags that think they're the greatest fucking. I'm hoping all the women out there are feeling empowered and excellent. If not, hit me the fuck up and I'll make you feel great. Hit her up. We'll send you some memes. Hit her up and she will... <sighs> She'll throw memes I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, I guess Call if... Her me, mama. Any, anybody, anybody, if you're not feeling good, hit me the fuck up. I don't yeah, care who men, you are. take the backseat to the women this month. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, let's line up in order of... Oh, did you burn yourself? Yeah, it hurts a little bit. Sorry, same. Okay. Major, Mayor Joanna's is the danger. Dangerous. It's danger. Jake, how are you? I am stoned as fuck. Jake, tell people about the dangers of marijuana. Yo, first off, I made pizza tonight. Oh my god. Okay. And Haley grabbed the pizza out of the oven with the oven mitt. And I don't know. Then she was all just like, "I'm high," and then grabs it with the hand that doesn't have an oven mitt and burns her hand. Didn't drop the pizza, and the pizza was delicious, so... It was so sacrificed. good. Okay. That's one dangerous of marijuana. Two dangerous of marijuana. I dropped the joint, caught it, cherry down in my hand. God damn and I was it. I like, ah, 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 ah. And then I flipped it up and caught it, cherry down in my hand again. <laughs> marijuana, it hurts. There's also a moment in both of those scenarios, and in many other scenarios where you're dealing with something hot, where you're like, Ow. do I drop it? Yeah. What are we smoking? I don't know either, but it's great. It's great. It's very good. It's very good. Jake, did you have any local ghost stories back home? Nope, just Bigfoot. Just big. If you, yeah, literally, literally a thing. That's so cool. It's the Honestly, home of Bigfoot. Kind of trumps everything. Yeah. Reamer, Reamer, Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. You're welcome. You got I it. am the expert on Bigfoot. <laughs> I know where he lives. Um, His so name is TJ. TJ, he's out there. His shirt's all ripped up. He's all hairy. He's been lost for years. Please send him back home Please to his family. Just send him home. Please. We're asking He's just for wandering any in the tips. Northwoods. He may be on a snowmobile. He's he naked. He's not afraid. Oh, he's belligerent and he's very hairy. Please send our son back home. I don't think he was that hairy. I mean, he's probably hairy now, but in high school he had he had a beard. Well, that's a lot for high school, so you know under the shirt he was packing the chest hair on the yeah. back hair. Never really noticed. Mm. Because I did not like the men's locker room. I was trying to avoid it. I was worried about I was the trying locker to sneak room, too. The girls' locker room. Okay. It's worse. <sighs> it's so much worse. It's worse for. Gosh, forget about it. I made the. <sighs> did I ever tell you? Oh, look. The family locker room with the YMCA, just as bad. 
I cleaned that. I yeah. was a janitor at the YMCA. Not here, but in it. southern New Jersey. I was a janitor at the YMCA for like a year of my life when I was like 18, which is like <laughs> so random. Woof. Awful. Look, I walked Someone... in on this one lady in the <gasps> family locker room. The family locker room is just like a long hall with individual rooms. Yeah. And lockers on the thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> she was fucking... Titties dropped out, lips hanging, just fucking giant gray bush. And I walk, I literally walk, I'm just like, oh, nope. And I turn around and I just leave. Because I was just like, not today, Satan. So, here's my horror story. I have two about working at the YMCA. The first one is, I learned, I seen this on Urban Dictionary when I was a child, when I was a teenager, and I thought to myself, like, haha. Huh, funny. so funny. Waffle stomping. Do you know what that is? It's when you shit. I know what it is. It's disgusting. It's when you shit on the drain of a shower <laughs> and you stomp it down. Yeah. So. Oh no, I know. Somebody really did that in the family <laughs> locker room. I think that says every YMCA. Oh my god! And I was I was literally so pissed the fuck off. I was like, I am. I'm literally not gonna clean this up. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm actually not. Some, that's what I did. And I'm done. I turned the hose. I turned the shower on or whatever, and I walked away from it for like an hour and a half. And I came back later, and it was it washed away. But and then the second one was this old man yeah, who had like two waffles. Time, so it's like, oh no, no. It was he had uh, Alzheimer's or dementia, and his ass would just show up naked in random parts of the building. Like, how did you get here? Yes, yeah, done. You, you, you have can't. to go back downstairs, sir. How did you get oh, here? Get back downstairs. The, it was ridiculous. And he wasn't weird about it, which is... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. He would be like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, and he wouldn't look at me in the eyes. Like He was not being weird about it. Definitely no bone or nothing. But Flaccid. the image of his weird white old man balls <laughs> is forever burned into yeah, my mind. You got a thing with balls. It's a weird relationship. I'm they keep showing up in your life. so upset. <laughs> you like Thinking balls? of those balls, I'm very upset. you like Dragon Balls? I don't. <laughs> okay. I really don't. I like Dragon Ball Z. So I was asking you if you have any local ghost stories. I don't know how we got out of yeah, control. Again. As usual. Marijuana. But some of that I'm leaving in there. The dangers of marijuana. We were a little Just getting burned. <laughs> just getting burned and tan- going on a half hour long tangent. That is the greatest thing about marijuana. It's though. so fun. I have no regrets. Yeah. But I was asking if you have any local ghost stories back home. Here in Pueblo, Colorado, we have Courtner Road. Yeah. Okay. Which is bullshit. And we have Honor Farm. Probably whack, too. Where's that? So, actually. This Halloween? Huh? Can we go there this Halloween? Yeah. Done. I copied and pasted this from yourghoststories.com, but. My ghost stories? I didn't have it. Jakesghoststories.com. Whoa, bae. Whoa, you're throwing things? Whoa. I'm using this as a magic wand. In 1879, the Colorado State Insane Asylum purchased a large plot of land from 11th Street to 13th Street near Pueblo Pueblo Boulevard that became a dairy farm. Whoa, 11th Street and 14th Street? It's not there anymore. Yeah, but I know where those streets are. I think that's by my job. Because I, I work on 8th Street, off of 8th Street. Um, okay, 11th Street and if 14th Street. If it's where Street. my I'm job is, Boulevard, though. I'm going to call the fucking police. It goes right to the top. Okay, the other one that we have here in Pueblo is Courtner Road. Yep, and someone has something about spaghetti out there and dogs. Spaghetti, spaghetti. and burnt dog hair. Um, That's a thing. 
Yes. That's what people smell. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. And a woman. The honor farm thing was from the chieftain. I'm so sorry. Ugh, the, worst newspaper. The Courtner Road thing is from yourghoststories.com. Courtner Road, this is from yourghoststories.com. Then the chieftain probably got that wrong. They probably, you know, they made that up. They made that up. Courtner Road in Pueblo is the place to be on Halloween night. Everyone goes there, freaks each other out, goes home, gets drunk. <gasps> That's all there is to do in Pueblo. I disagree, actually, because I live here and I've lived here for a really long time. We and I. Do that. We did, we do, did that, do this though. on Halloween with our friend Susie and Thad, and who we back. miss dearly after taking a bunch of sake shots. Sake, yeah, so. It was a great night, and we didn't, didn't see, see shit. shit. But listen, the thing is, it was so funny because we were all laughing, all jovial, having a good time. And I'm not kidding. As we drove out there, we all got more and more quiet. And yeah. then I remember I made a joke about, like, what if there was a silent rave? And then we were all like, ha-ha. And then there was nothing. So we were all laughing by the there end of the road. There was something in the middle of the road. I didn't like, notice it. A uh, rug or something. I didn't notice it. It was fine though. Um, but we were all. I think we were really scared when we were about, or not even scared, we're but I think quiet. we were all tense. Yeah, we were all we were tense all as hell. We were like, "Where the fuck is the ghost?" <laughs> some, some yeah. um, but this person goes on to say, "That's all there is to do in Pueblo." But on any other night, it's just a regular road with normal houses. One morning, about one a.m., my cousin Matt and I were goofing around after hours, thinking we were cool. Whoa, we got a witness. I guess. We drove by the Matt. old court. Matt. Who are you, Matt? Sure. Sure, Matt. Any last names here? Matt backwards you. spells Tam. Tam. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? doing that. I can't. I hate it when you do that. It's so cool, and it freaks me the fuck out. You're right. And that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Sad is das, das backwards. And that's not good. Das. We drove by the old Courtner house. It was really scary. I had been past it a few times, but I had never really looked at it. It's burnt down. Half of it is gone, but the basement is still there. Uh, Did we Matt, talk about this before? Not on the podcast. Okay. Because I feel like I've heard this story. I told you this story. We read okay. off this website when I was telling you guys, you and Susie and Thad. Yep. Okay. okay. At the restaurant. Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. I told you guys this exact story okay. there. This was That was practice for the podcast practice. that we didn't have yet. Yeah. <laughs> Matt turned off all the lights and told me the story. Old man Cortner lived there with his wife and two kids. He was a member of the KKK. He would kill black people in the basement. One day he went crazy and killed his dog. When his wife asked him about it, he chased her through the woods around their house. Finally, he caught up with her and he shot her. He shot a son too. But his daughter, he hung her in a tree so people driving by could see her. Gross. Um, This is my daughter. You had no honor. I would just like to say that, like, ah. Ah. I don't know the fucking statistics, ah. okay. but one of the things I love about Pueblo, and one of the things that's definitely true about Pueblo, is that it's definitely like a super Latino ass town, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I just have, like, I don't know. Is there just, like, is it possible that someone could just be in the KKK, like, just chilling in Pueblo? Yes. I thought they were all up. In Canyon? In Canyon and whatnot. In Fremont County. Canyon. Yeah, but I mean, they're here too. Well, if I see him, tell him the fuck off yeah. before I punch him right in the fucking Done. face. I'm not playing anymore. I never got in trouble in my Pueblo's life. Pueblo's like rancher. It's rancher steel mill. Okay. And then all the people, those people are just like, whoa, racist to Mexicans. Oh, shit, bro. Man, I'm telling you. I used Anti-maskers. to be. maskers I used to be so scared when I go out in public. I would be like, oh, my God, what do I do if I, what am I going to do if I see? No, nowadays, 
I'm not playing. Let me see someone acting Let up. Let me see. Let me see someone flag. acting up. Let me see someone cursing out a minimum wage ass oh, cashier. Let me fucking see it because I'm not playing with you. I don't have no charges. I've never been talked I'll to you even by the fucking police. This. I've been saving it for someone who wants to get smart with me. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not, I know that the cashier doesn't want to lose their job, but I'm not fucking afraid of you. So yeah, that's how I feel when I go out to the grocery store now. Sorry that I brought that up. I wish but motherfucker would. I'll fucking fight you. I have a lot of pent up aggression. Okay, and that's get, what I'm get, saying. Like these people don't get physical enough. I'll fucking. That's really how I feel, and I've been wrestling <sighs> dogs, like wrestling dogs. Yeah, you're fucking. <sighs> I think every place in the fucking whole world has these sort of little ghost stories. Uh-huh. It's whisperings. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. It's whisperings of legends that have been passed down generation to generation. Stories of go- ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> stories of ghosts born mostly from tragedy. For the most part, everywhere has its own version. Something bad happens. Does anybody have any like party ghosts? Probably they do. Something bad happens, now there's a ghost, and then tons of different people see the ghost. I googled and I searched and tried to find a word for this. Because, like, you know, we have urban legend, right? And, like, an urban Urban legend... Urban legend is when... Type something into it, tells you what it means. No. Waffle stomp is probably on there. No. It's sort of like an urban legend, but an urban legend is a humorous or horrific story or piece of information circulated as though true, especially when... Reporting to involve somebody related or known to the teller of the story. And what we're talking about here tonight. My cousin Ray Ray. My cousin Ray Ray's husband got out of the car at the makeout joint and then she didn't come back and then she drove away and there was a hook stuck in the door. (laughs) My cousin Ray Ray. Always the story. Is that a movie? I'm sure it is. A movie that no one's ever seen. I'm so sure it is. But everybody references it. Well, you know what it is? I think like the Zodiac Killer. He killed people at the makeout points, like the Hillside Strangler. Like, there's tons of Ted Bundy. Okay, so I think it just comes from that same place of the boogeyman at the makeout joint telling, and it's just a way to scare kids out of going there. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. That's good. Isn't it? Let's go make out. (laughs) Let's go right now. Right now. I'm sober. Liberty point out there. I'm not sober. Okay, so what we're talking about here tonight is a ghost story or a story of a tragedy told as though true, especially a paranormal story that the teller experienced themselves. So we have an urban legend. I'm going to go ahead and say that we should call this a disturbing legend. Oh, got him. That's all I got. Got him. Why am I even here? (laughs) Why do you need a comic relief when you're fucking hilarious? I just had to have a name for it. I thought about that for a long time, so glad you liked it. I'm still thinking about it. God damn. <laughs> I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Let's play a game that we haven't played since the Alaska Aliens episode. I'm going to list places. Oh, I love that episode. Me too. I'm going to list three places, and you have three guesses for what these three random ass places have in common. Okay. Okay. Wilkes Bear, Pennsylvania. Paper. Vancouver, Canada. Snow. Chicago, Illinois terrible fucking weather do you want to make a guess now that you actually heard all three places because you were just saying things okay what do those three places have in common accents no but also true but no um they're this fucking scum of the earth (sighs) calm down jake philadelphia that's where i'm from 
Yeah, I know. Wilkes-Barre's <laughs> two hours north, so it's much worse. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, we just talked about it. Prostitutes? No. Oh, uh, sex workers. No. A disturb. They. Uh, if you guessed that they all have the same disturbing legend, you're motherfucking right. Oh, I didn't know you were like. Damn it! All right, I'm, uh, let's go. Let's try it again. Okay. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> no. You're so funny. Um, all three. What is it? The Swiss cheese man? Because that's terrifying. The Swiss cheese pervert. He no, I'm is just out kidding. there. He's out there in all Swiss major metropolitan dick. areas. Yeah. That's not how you even <laughs> say that word. <laughs> Um, all three of those places have an infamous ghost story called The Lady in Red. Not Mm. just those places, as a matter of fact. Reports of A Lady in Red are so common that it was actually really hard to pick just three places because there are so many variants of this Lady in Red story. Pretty much everywhere has a Lady in Red. Um, Straight up. I picked Wixbear though because that's where I was born and I lived there for a really long time. So shout out. Please get some Nardone's pizza for me, some pierogies, some potato pancakes, and some kombasi. Send them to our address. Mail DM them us. to me directly. So I'm actually just going to start with the lady in red from Wixbear, Pennsylvania. The lady in red. Wessaker Hall is one of Wilkes. Mo- okay, so Wilkes University is a college. Is it any good? Hmm. Trash. Okay. Got it. Debatable. I really don't know. I never wanted to go to college in my life, so I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the Lady in Red. Wesker uh, Hall is one of Wilkes' most. That's really hard. Is one of Wilkes University's most iconic buildings and one of the most storied when it comes to ghosts. The home was built by Frederick Day Frederick J. Wesker, a hardworking businessman and former directive director of the F. W. Woolworth Company between 1914 and 1916. Oh yeah, the, the F. D. W. Woolworth. Yeah. No you idea. Know them? They make wool. No idea. It's worth a lot. The home still figure. <laughs> <laughs> the home still features a working elevator, surround shower, giant Whoa, chandelier, and indoor what? rain gutters. Go back to the shower. Indoor <laughs> rain gutters? I guess. I what don't know the what fuck? that means. That's a weird type of rich, rich people flex. flex. Yeah. Yes. Uh, rain gutters. Oh, rain, rain gutters come in. And then it goes back outside. They're made of copper. <laughs> I love them. Oreos made out of tin foil. <laughs> what a smut. Oh, the shit. home may also feature some of its original owners. Another one of the tales involves a university staff member. As she was setting up for an early morning meeting, she noticed an older woman in a red dress standing on the stairs. What kind of meeting? AA? (laughs) Probably college something something. Definitely. Maybe a staff meeting. The staff member smiled and went about her business. But when she went back to check on the woman, (sighs) the woman was gone. The woman had actually disappeared. As the member returned to resume her duties, she noticed a duties. picture of the woman hanging in the entranceway. What? I love it. The picture. With pictures. The picture looked exactly like the woman she had seen on the stairs. That'd be a good horror movie. Right? It's like, it's a nice picture place, and it's like haunted, so the ghost like jumps into the pictures and like, and like brings people out of the pictures to scare you. Welcome to the museum episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Hi. Uh, and under it was already done and it's the greatest medium I want to watch that right now good I love that fucking show we should download it and under was a small plaque with Mrs. Wekeser's name engraved on it the staff member reportedly handed in her resignation later that day pussy pussy all I can find on Ann Wekeser you think I'm gonna hand in my 
resignation and when i see ghost arms touching fucking dogs nah, i'm not even kid i was not even afraid i seen the hey, ghost arms and i was your like phone readily available in my between my boobs wherever it's accessible so frederick died frederick wecker wesker whatever you want to call him yep, the wankster he, he died sort of young in life and all i could find is that she died in 1971 when she was 81 years old so doesn't She's still working at 81 no she died at 81 but so it doesn't seem that Anne had a tragic death I think the tragedy here is really that Frederick died First. much longer before sooner. Anne had. Huh? Sooner. Much sooner. Yeah, much yep. sooner before Anne had died. Yeah, I'm hoping we go out at the same time. I know, right? That would be ideal. Maybe like around the same time our moms go, slightly before our moms. Anne was probably Damn. in that hall looking for Frederick, her husband. Frederick! Where the fuck did Where you go? Fuck? Who is this bitch having Where a meeting here? the fuck are you? Are you cheating on me? Is this your whore, Frederick? It's really interesting that widow is one of the only words whose OG form is the female form, right? Like, hear me out. We get... Like widow and then widower. Exactly, right? Like, everything else is the opposite way. Like, y'all get mister, which is MR. We get missus, which is MRS, right? Or miss. Which you could just, yeah. MS, MRS. That's what I go by. Yeah, that's, that's what I put my shit as on forms. But uh, y'all get actor, we get actress. Widow is one of the only words that's female, and y'all get widower. So that's fucking sad. <laughs> Very sad. Um, and the idea of Anne searching for her mans for the rest of her undead life is super sad, too. Legends of a haunting within the walls of the Hotel Vancouver are well known. A ghost so frequently seen by staff and guests matching the same descriptions have led to notoriety and the nickname The Lady in Red. Alright, did we watch something on The Lady in Red? An episode of uh, Taps? What hotel were they in? There's a ton of Ladies in Red, that's what I was saying. Okay. There's okay. so many. Like, every okay. city has one. Every. They've definitely covered it. They've probably covered a Lady in Red, if not this Lady in Red. <laughs> Um, this ghost is believed to have been Jenny Pearl Cox in life. Jenny was a regular to the hotel's ballroom in the 30s up until 1944 when she met an unfortunate fate in a car crash just after leaving the safety of her favorite building. Woof. One, right? One popular theory within the paranormal community explaining hauntings states that the ghosts do not need to die within the walls of a building to haunt it. It is thought. Gotta be walking by and be like, I like that fucking building. I love it there. Oh, that'd be a real nice place to haunt. That would be chill. It is thought that the restless souls may return to places they sought comfort and experience joy during their lives. Okay, I believe that. Sounds scientific. So basically, catch me here, I guess, (laughs) organizing the I don't know, like books or something. I don't know. Reports of the lady in red are common on the ground and the 14th floors. It is here she is usually seen entering and exiting elevators and even those that are not working. So the story of this wasn't super compelling to me. What really got me is this picture. Ew. <laughs> and you guys can check this out on our Instagram or wherever. What do you think of that picture, Jake? How convenient. <laughs> uh, the guy was not a paranormal person. He was just hired to take pictures of the hotel. And that is famous for a lady in red. And then he literally he got a picture. He was hired by the hotel. To 
take pictures of the hotel. Yeah. How can not for ghost purposes though? For like their website. But they're but they're famous for the lady in red, right? So they just toss a red. I'm sure they're famous for the fucking hotel being beautiful though too. They're like, hey, get the shot of the copper roof that's turned this beautiful mint green. On the 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 architecture. On the west side is the best daylight for pictures. Also, there's pictures before and after that don't have that. Let me see a fucking video. All right. Let me just see drone footage. (laughs) I don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Creepy, yes. But I'm, I'm always a skeptic. Okay. So this next story is from Chicago, Illinois, and I wanted to read it to you verbatim because, like I said, I want to preserve the integrity. I want to show you how these things are written about, specifically as they pertain to women because it is Women's History Month. Month. Absolutely. So tell us us again. Tell us again. Just keep bringing it up. (laughs) Just like a woman. So tonight... Right now, we're about to call... What am I saying? We're about to talk about the Drake Hotel, which is in Chicago, Yo, Illinois. Heard of the Drake. Yeah, it's pretty fucking fancy, and it's actually pretty historical. There was a burglary and murder that happened in 1925, where these dudes busted in all loaned ranger-like with masks and being like, pop, 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 in there. Yeah, like they called them bandits. Banditos. Yeah. Um, there's also an unsolved murder where a lady wearing a black dress walked in and fucking shot someone to death and was never caught in 1962. Dope. Yeah, so it's a really mysterious place, right? That's awesome. I love that. I do too. I definitely want to say that she deserved it. Hopefully, I guess. But um, we kind of talked about that in the Hoya Bashu episode. Some places, maybe they're just kind of tragedy magnets. Um. (sighs) But the main the, the seven one nine dispensary. <laughs> but the main article goes on to say the ghost story about the one that everyone in the building knows about concerns a woman in red who mainly haunts the tenth floor. According to a legend, it's the ghost of a woman who caught her husband cheating at a New Year's party in nineteen twenty, just oh, after the hotel the first opened, huh? The flappers. The flappers. That's the right time period? Flappers. Uh, I think well, so. What'd they look like in 1920? Flappies? I think that might have been the 30s because that was prohibition. 1920s, let's see. Fashion. 1920s, women's fashion. Let's so, see. Like, thinking. Oh, no, it's flappies. Flappies? Yeah, it's, it's flappies. Like the... She, okay, it's the ghost of a woman who caught her husband cheating at a New Year's party in 1920 just after the hotel first opened. Whore. Him. He's the whore. <laughs> and she threw herself from a 10th floor window. If this suicide truly happened, it doesn't seem to have made the papers. I've never seen anything to back it up. There was a former model. (laughs) There was a former model who jumped from a 10th floor window, but she was an older woman. The kind papers back then described as once beautiful. And it was after the hotel had opened. (laughs) Right. But there's a chance that such a suicide wouldn't have. God, they'll never say that about me. Huh? God, they'll never say that about me, so that's a burn I don't have to take. Oh, no, you're always beautiful, you angel baby. There's a chance that such a suicide wouldn't have been reported in 1920. The hotel was presenting itself as the finest in the world and probably would have gone to great lengths to keep such, such a suicide out of the press. Had the woman landed on the sidewalk, there would have been no way to stop the story from linking. But if she landed on the roof of the setback, they could have possibly had the body removed without anyone finding out. You guys hear that? 
Here, uh, that's the band. That's the band. Really yeah. large yeah. drums. Yes. The red liquid dripping from the ceiling, that's... Our indoor gutters. Our indoor gutters. Are doing their job. <laughs> 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 um, I love you. I love you. <laughs> so, another... This... Okay. I found about this story... I found out about this story from a list verse list, but I don't want to read the list to you yet. Gotcha. Um, through that list verse list, I was able to find this information, and I'm going to read that to you verbatim. Like many establishments founded during the mining rush of early 20th century Nevada, the Mitzbah Hotel was constructed for settlers in 1907. It was night. It was. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. Her mitzvahs. Her mitzvah. I might not be saying that right. M-I-Z-P-A-H. Mizpah. Mizpah. It remained Nevada's tallest building until 1929. Nevada just always be doing shit. Always. Always be doing shit. The hotel hosted infamous guests such as Wyatt Earp and Howard Hughes. However, the the most infamous guest to date is Evelyn Mae Johnson, a.k.a. the Lady in Red. More famous and wider? Shut up. According to legend, Johnson lived in the hotel and worked there as a prostitute under the name Rose. In nineteen forty, what? I'm preserving the integrity. Prostitute, not the word I would use for somebody in that line of work who does that now. But I don't want to change the words to make myself feel more comfortable. Gotcha. We want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to be uncomfortable. Should make you feel uncomfortable that we're talking about a human being like this. So. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to change anything, so I'm reading it to you verbatim. Verbatim. Johnson lived in the hotel and worked there as a prostitute under the name Rose. In 1914, a jealous ex-lover unexpectedly walked in on her while she was entertaining another man. Whoa. This sent the ex-lover into a murderous rage. rage. Rose was chased out of her room and into the hallway, where she had been strangled and stabbed repeatedly. Ooh, you know, if it's more than one stabbing, definitely a crime of passion. Hmm. If CSI, CIA, CSI, Nevada has taught me anything, (laughs) it's that. It's that. Stab him only one time, get it done with. Since her murder, she has been seen in the hotel, in the hallways, inside the elevator, and in room 504, where she once lived. All right, 504. The sightings of the lady in red are often accompanied by a memento left behind from the other side. One single pearl placed on a nightstand or a pillow, perhaps to remind the living Ew. that she's still there. Why are they per- they just dumping little pearls? I gotta pee. Go pee. That story I just told you about the lady in red who she was she was a, a prostitute and she was entertaining and her jealous ux lover unexpectedly walked her in ux. on her and he 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 went into a murderous rage. I found that story on a list first article called 10 terrifying ghost stories of dead prostitutes um so that's chill uh, related to this i found a website it's called mickleybyerman.com and it's this lady's blog and she has this blog post called our visit with the hooker ghost of christmas past wow <laughs> the women don't know their own fucking internalized misogyny does a lot to a person this Nicolee Byerman, she goes on to say in her blog post that she reserved a room on the fifth floor of the Mizpah Hotel in the Gold Rush town of Tonopah, Nevada. Her boyfriend, Brett, has a fascination with oh, all things creepy. God. Right. Don't know. <laughs> so, 
Fuck you, Brett. I'm the Brett in this relationship, you can see. Um, so she goes on to say that the lady in red was supposedly killed on the fifth floor, strangled, stabbed, strangled, stabbed, whatever, depends who you ask, by a jealous lover. Quote, when she was found, ahem, cooking up a little something, something with another happy client in the hotel. End quote. Um, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So she goes on to say her boyfriend, Brett, was very excited. She called to make sure that her reservation was all on track. The happy and flighty and maybe high receptionist told her that the room was undergoing maintenance and would not be available. They say that out to everybody. So then she was like, oh, so we don't have that room, but we do have the lady in red room available. And she was Hello? like, fuck yes, that's the room. This is great. So she reserved the other room. <laughs> it was just another creepy room on the same floor, I guess. But this is the room. So she arranges for the reservation to go through for this official room, the 504, the lady in red room. She tells her boyfriend, Brett, he gets so excited. Oh, my God. So her, Brett, and her 12-year-old fuck son. You, Brett. Fuck you, Brett. And the son. Her, we're horrible parents. Her 12-year-old son, they all get in the car, and her son immediately, when they get there, he's like, I hate it. Why? And he's Nicole. like, it's creepy and old and creepy. And she's like, okay, well, I get that. We've only stayed at like, you know, like creepy fucking no chain hotels. Oh, okay. yeah. So we've never <laughs> they stayed. Only stay at haunted. Yeah, we've never stayed somewhere like this. So whatever. It is really regal and old looking. So whatever. It's she kind of sees where he's coming from, and then they get to their room, and it's um, well, it's the lady in red room. So there's this like large wrought iron bed. All this fancy wallpaper molding, and over the bed is this grand shotgun. No, this grand picture of the lady in red. Stupid. <laughs> I would put that shit in the bathroom. So she says that nothing really happened. They did vacation stuff. They went back to their room. They were tired. Went swimming. We let them swim in the Hampton. Do we have a lighter? Okay, yeah. So they had like a pretty normal time, and then. It was all good, whatever. They went to bed because they were fucking super tired because sunburn, yeah. sunburn, vacation, yeah. tired vacation hits different. Tired hits yeah, it does. I ate a lot of food today. I am exhausted. So she goes on to say, quote, a few anomalies, anomaly, I can't say anomalies. the word. Yes, that happened throughout the night. Number one, I slept throughout the night and that is strange. Trust <laughs> me. And that is strange. Trust me. Number two, Brett barely slept a wink, and that is strange. Trust me. Number three, according to Brett, I talked in my sleep. I muttered, really, a lot. I never talk in my sleep. Sadly, Brett couldn't make out a single word of what I was saying. As all men don't be listening to women, even when we're fucking sleeping. Number four, one time upon, one time upon awakening, <laughs> Brett sat up after claiming he heard whispering. The truly odd part of this story, my daughter was also sitting up in bed. She has no recollection of what awoke her, nor of the exchange glances between her and Brett. She simply laid back down and fell back into a peaceful slumber. The next morning after checkout, we stopped at a restaurant, got some breakfast, and then I told my kids the story. We ought to get breakfast tomorrow. We should. As an aside, surprisingly, I did not have to explain the concept of a prostitute to my children because, coincidentally, we just had this discussion a week ago. Coincidentally, they have the Discovery Channel. I shit you not. Because we live in Nevada, home of legalized prostitution in eight of our 16 counties. Nope, my son, res 
blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so we don't really have to read the rest of that. Anyhow, once we revealed the ghostly nature of the hotel, my son's face became a convoluted, complex display of betrayal, angst, chicken-heartedness, and suspicion. What do you mean? This is fucking haunted? This is fucking horrible. I left her. I'd stay home. Right? He's like, I knew it. I told you it was creepy. <coughs> and I'm not going to read the rest of it because I'm done giving her airtime. Uh, this is the most interesting story to me so far. This lady in red at the Mizpah Hotel. Uh, what an awful way to die. And it stuck out to me because there are a shitload of stories just like this one. Um, fuck. This one is from thepatch.com. And it's from the Pleasanton Hotel in California. Whoa. There was a prostitute murdered at the hands of a jealous customer inside the Pleasanton Hotel in 1870. And it may have made, it may have made her the most dramatic attempt yet. Uh, what, is that? what do you have to be jealous of? Isn't that what you're like paying for? Like an- anim- anonymity? Is that a thing? Well, you're paying for a service. This um, this story is it's very familiar, right? She's a prostitute. She got murdered in the Pleasanton Hotel. Check <clears> out this <throat> picture. You don't see the guy first. Right. see the lady first right, right. you do have a really interesting point that in this picture so basically it's a photo it's a gentleman in a, in a hallway of a hotel at the end of the very hallway pale. he's very pale at the end of the hallway Sickly, almost. <laughs> there's a mirror on the wall at the end of the hallway in the hallway or i'm sorry in the reflection of the mirror it's grayscale there's a woman with shoulder cut out dress Black dress. Black, perhaps dark red, <laughs> brown. It's really hard to say because everything is very dark, black and white looking. You can't see the reflection of the man. And I think that's very interesting. And uh, there is a side by side comparison. You can't see the rest of the hallway either, as a matter of fact. Hmm. So it's really actually that makes it creepier to me. <laughs> I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> Whoops. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, a lady in red can also be seen at the Ghost Light Theater in Amherst, New York. As a matter of fact, you can find a Wikipedia page called The Lady in Red. Um, there's enough of these reports for there to need to oh, I'm sorry, for there to need to be a Wikipedia. A Wikipedia page. They have the United States, which is broken down into, you know, northeast, southwest, midwest, whatever. Um, then there's Canada, UK, Ireland, Asia, and more. So these lady and would you say that uh, she gets around? She sure has. Um, There's also Lady in Red located in Denver. It's called the most haunted bar in Denver. I found this on NightlySpirits.com. The Blake Street Vault. By all accounts, Denver's most historic pub and perhaps its most haunted. Just after 1860, around the very time that the city of Denver itself was being founded, the Blake Street Vault, which was at the time called the Charles Iser Saloon, was also coming into existence in its first form. The saloon was a watering hole, but also a boarding house and the heart of Denver's business district. As such, the business and leisure activities of men and women of all classes and creeds came together in a beautiful Amalgam of societal bliss. Oh, oh my God! Whoever wrote this is a fucking genius. Yeah, thank you. This was a fantastic. Making it sound much classier than it is. Right. It's a nice I way kn- to I know say exactly what it fucking looks like. <laughs> it's a fucking watering hole where people are fucking left and right. Right. Smoking opium and 
whatever else. The place was not only a fantastic platform for amusement and profit, but also, unfortunately, for goings-on of ill repute, just like you said. Due to the nature of the place and the lawlessness of the time, many a lady of the night had Ooh. made the saloon their nest of choice. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The nature of that... <coughs> The nature of that business is such that, unfortunately, it is all too common for malevolence and violence and greed to make their way into the beds of these women. Oh, my God. I want to throw up. Accompanied with alongside them by ill-tempered men wanting nothing more than to feel for a moment again. Oh. And so, in place such as God. this, on nights when the mood was dark and the memory quiet, it was not unheard of for great acts of darkness and evil to be done oh, at the hand. Stop! Who I am going to stop. This? I am going to stop because basically the deal I is. I know they had. They, they got me. Like I'm fucking grossed out. Whoa! I want to take another shower. The way uh, I'm just going to leave it because you already see what's wrong with it. I'm Yuck. just going to leave it alone. There's also a lady in red who's seen around the mall in Erie, Ohio, which I think is where Danielle may live. Shut up. Uh, I'm not sure. Sandusky. Let's, yeah, she doesn't say It's the Sandusky Mall. <clears throat> what? Yeah. So this one. <laughs> I'm glad that you got excited. I literally Can just included it. <laughs> yes. Our and we should send her. Gonna we're going to go to. Only if Danielle agrees to hang out with us. Yeah, I'll bet she's probably chilling at the mall. I know she stay is. there for a whole week. Camp we'll it find out. her. Outside of Old Navy, we'll find her. Oh, <laughs> attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so blah, 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 blah. Maybe. I know it me too I do too there's a ghost of many people have reported seeing the ghost of a woman who appears to be wearing a red dress near the center court of the Sandusky mall the specter is often seen facing the elder beerman store um, my vision of the Sandusky mall is like the Pueblo mall <laughs> I know right same 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 an employee of Kaufman's once had an encounter with what she believes to be the lady in red while cleaning a fragrance display, the employee felt someone standing Coffins behind her. Is probably like a ghetto ass fucking Sears or J.C. I'm sure it is. Or J.C. Penney's is a ghetto ass version of Coffins. Coffins, one yeah. or the other. At the time, she assumed. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, d- 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 the employee felt someone standing. My behind mom knows what Coffins is. She does. The employee felt someone standing behind her. At the time, she assumed that it was her relief for a much needed break. But when she turned around, there was no one there. Then she. <laughs> Then she was hit with a rush of cold air and pushed to the ground. There have also been reports that a woman's scream can occasionally be heard in front of the mall at (laughs) night, at night, around midnight, most Uh, nights. Well, who's fucking at the mall at midnight? I don't know. But yeah, that's the Sandusky, Ohio uh, lady in red from Sandusky, keeping it weird. From exemplar.com. So basically, you get the fucking idea. A lot of these ladies in red were violently murdered Murdered by a man. Violently by a man. I read these stories verbatim because I didn't want to filter it. I didn't want to remove these words because it makes me upset and uncomfortable. Yes. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to note that these women were referred to as prostitutes. And it's really interesting because. And hookers, yeah. It's really interesting because if you Google prostitute, a definition pops up. You know how Google does. It has the big Mm -hmm. breakdown. It says prostitution. And it says... (laughs) Yeah. And it says the practice of... or I'm sorry. The practice or occupation of engaging in a sexual activity with someone for payment. Then the related words, they come up in these little blobs. One of them says... It's like hooker, lady of the night, blah, blah, blah. The oldest known profession (laughs) i'm not kidding that's what pops up if you google prostitute prostitution if you google sex worker though 
no definition pops up at all. So the that's link. chill. Yeah. Just links. Um, from Open Society Foundation. You think it could be like a like an era thing, like oh, like yeah. like last era. They were like hookers mean prostitutes is what they are, and before that they were like ladies of the night's bad. They're hookers. Well, I think honestly we've never. I think now we're coming from a place of treating these people who are doing sex for work as people. And they've never been treated as uh, people we before. No, we're not. We're not. We're, we're absolutely it's not. Probably. Worse. But I think that we never gave them that consideration in the first place. I'm with the movement of calling them sex workers, but I don't think society is like they still are mean. They're still like they're awful. It's even worse. It's like, really funny because everybody has an OnlyFans, and now mm-hmm. they're getting fired for people being mm-hmm. for having an OnlyFans because we're not yeah. getting paid a living wage. Exactly. Um, if and I could have an OnlyFans and the, make money on it, done. These people who have the OnlyFans, who are doing the porn, who are selling Should the I have sex. Harry, Harry Butthole OnlyFans? I don't know, but these people are our most vulnerable. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. our most exploited. And at the same time, they're the first people that we would judge when we come to slut shaming yeah. oh yeah if, if if like they got murdered be like, ah, oh well they did this they did that only fan. <laughs> exactly so these are the people that we almost depend on the most as a nation sexually <laughs> certainly for an impulse for a little boost of oxytoxin oxytoxin oxy something something Oxy-coding. uh for brain happies brain. we go to like these fucking instagram pages to see titties or whatever and then we judge these people the hardest there's titties on instagram yeah there's titties on instagram i see titties on instagram often there's titties on spotify oh what i guess you can just have titties as your album art <sighs> what so from what open i've been doing i don't know so just from looking at your titties just from what you good Okay, from OpenSocietyFoundations.org, quote, the term sex worker recognizes sex work is work. Work. Prostitution, on the other hand, has connotations of criminality and immorality. Immorality. Criminality. Many people who sell sexual services prefer the term sex worker and find prostitute demeaning and stigmatizing, which contributes to their exclusion from health, legal, and social services. Decriminalize sex work is my point. Yeah. The lady in red is really interesting because she is the ghost of women's suffering. She's often the ghost of a prostitute, which is the verbiage used. She's the ghost of women's suffrage. The verbiage oh used. God, keep fucking cute on people. Is there the, a movie about Lady in Red? I don't know. Should be. The verbiage used to describe her death is often, quote, killed in a fit of passion, end quote, if by her lover. Ex lover. Yeah, ex lover. That is a ex thing that John. they kept saying. Yeah, yeah. ex lover. Probably if, because she was like, look, we can't do this anymore because you're fucking weird. Yeah, they were probably not house. lovers. That's a great point. They were yeah. probably not lovers. She was probably like, please stop coming here. Yeah, no, and then that's when he got weird. And fucking just or murdered weirder. her. Oh, you're cheating on me. No, I want you to leave. You paid me for my time. <laughs> please go away. I don't want to spend my free time with you. <laughs> I want you to leave. The verbiage used to describe her, okay, yes, if her death was an accidental death, it's, quote, an unfortunate fate, end quote. Ooh, because they're 
asking for it. If by her own hand, it was in response to the action of a man without <clears throat> fail so far in the stories we listed. Wow. It seems to me that the lady in red is a caricature of female suffering, whose suffering is romanticized and dumbed down enough until it's digestible enough for parents to tell their kids about, for parents to be able to tell their kids about, or to be able to joke about, or call them hookers for fun. I don't know what the fuck it means about us Americans or for us women, but I know that it's not fucking good. Are you scared, Jake? I'm now. <laughs> scary. I'm not going to make any jokes because that is correct. It's gross. It grosses me out. The whole thing. I think the lady in red is really scary. I think the ghost stories are really scary. And Maybe I'm sorry. I'm comic relief. And I'm trying to be comedic about it, but you're right. This is serious. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> fuck. Honest, it's fucked. Honestly, that's, it is fucked. It's fucked the way we the way these stories are told. That's why I didn't want to change. I didn't want to. I a lot of times I find these stories. I do the research. I'll paraphrase. I'll do whatever. But not this time. I didn't want to do that this time. And I'm not trying to be lazy. I know it. I know it come. It comes across as lazy. But I'm not trying does to. Does it be. though? I don't think it does. Uh, it's well, called journalism. Baby. I still did a lot of research for the article. It's for called the episode anyway. integrity. So I don't know. I'm trying. It's called to, integrity of farms. Integrity farms. <laughs> Thank you. I did a lot of. Uh, maybe I got a little hype this episode. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I get a little spicy. Yeah, but hell, sweaty. it's fucking March. It's March. Women's I'm pissed. <laughs> we should do a empowerful women's happy story. I actually have one. Let's keep it up. It's so crazy. So this is the part of the podcast where I read you a happy story. We're going to try to bring the mood up, and I really need it today. Mm-hmm. And not because I'm really scared, but because I'm really pissed. <laughs> Oh this shit just makes Get the me ice mad. cream. Get the ice cream. Get the ice cream. I don't want to read the title. I'll read it at the end. Sometimes when you meet the, uh, sometimes when you meet someone for the first time, you feel an instant kinship. Oh. oh. Julia. Then you find out they're actually fucking weird. Oh shit! Is that what happened to you with me? No. Okay. I knew instantly. You did. Julia Maybe tonight. Like second day, I was like, oh, it's just kind of. Well, you're sober now, and I still like you. <laughs> I'm sober too. Julia Tonetti and Cassandra Madison were both born in the Dominican Republic and later adopted. Each woman had a tattoo of that country's flag. The pair bonded. Basic bitch tattoo for Argentina. Uh, Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Sorry. The pair bonded over the coincidence. The pair bonded over the coincidence while customers. Oh my god! You too. The pair bonded over the coincidence while customers at the New Haven bar where they both worked teased them about looking and acting so much alike. <laughs> Uh-oh. With similar stories, Tanetti and Madison compared notes on their respective adoptions. But according to the paperwork, they weren't related. While the news was disappointing, it didn't remain or didn't impact the friendship. Even when Madison moved to Virginia Beach, the friends remained in close contact. Virginia, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach, Virginia? Yeah, it's not oh. Florida. After relocating south, That's Daytona Beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously Virginia Beach, <laughs> Virginia. Shut up. <laughs> after relocating, yeah, no, you go away. <laughs> after relocating south, Madison found herself hankering to find about her origins. Tanetti, not knowing, I'm sorry. Whoa, I just okay. Sorry, Tanetti, knowing not every story has a fairy tale ending, decided not to disturb the status quo. She said, finding out my biological family just wasn't a thing for me. I grew up with a great family, so I just left it at that. In 2018, Madison's adopted mom gave her a genetic testing kit for Christmas. Oh, wow. From there, Madison... Thanks, mom. 
I know, that is really thoughtful. Those things are expensive. From there, Madison was able to locate several distant family members, as well as a cousin back in Connecticut who was able to hook her up with her birth family in the Dominican Republic. What? Sadly, her biological mom had passed away in 2015, but Madison was thrilled to learn that her father and seven siblings were alive and well and happy to meet her. In 2019, Madison flew down for a reunion. They bonded immediately. She said it was like she had known them her whole life. The next part of the story sounds like something taken directly from the script of a telenovela. In December of 2020, Tanetti's childhood friend, Mala Sapodin, who was now a friend of Madison's as well, made a discovery. It seems Sapodin was also discovered, I'm sorry, was also adopted from the Dominican Republic on the same day as Tanetti. When Sapodin saw the surname Colado on Madison's Facebook post from the visit she'd made with her biological family, it rang a bell. Sapodin's adoption papers revealed that she and Madison shared the same birth mother. Only what? they only they didn't. The adoption agency had, as subsequent DNA tests prove, accidentally swapped Sapodin's birth record with Tanetti's. As it turned out, Tanetti was Madison's sister, and Sapodin was their cousin, baby. I am so confused. Tanetti and Madison you dropped it on me. Tanetti and Madison work together. Uh huh. They have the same tattoo. Uh huh. Haha, we're from the same place. We got adopted. Wow, so weird. But they looked at the records. Uh huh. Nothing. Not related. So then Sapodin, which is Tanetti's friend, friend, looked at her records and did a DNA test and found out that Sapodin and Tanetti's records were switched. So Tanetti is actually Madison's sister, and Sapodin's actually their cousin. When they thought it was the other way around, I feel good about it. And they all just happen to run into each other in Connecticut. Yeah, that's weird. Feel good about it, but it hurts my brain, <laughs> my simple man brain. Is in the knot. Thanks to a crazy wrinkle in the cosmos, two devoted friends are now two devoted sisters. But Tanetti. And a cousin. But Tanetti, for one, believes in destiny. She says, now that I look back on it, this had to happen. We were meant to cross paths like this. Oh, my God. I will forever be her annoying little sister. And that's from an article called Coworkers Become BFFs Then Discover That They're Actually Biological Sisters by Judy Cole for the Good News Network.org. Life's a simulation. Life's a simulation, bro. I'm calling the fucking police. <sighs> calling the Matrix police. I'm Thank you. John Smith agent. I am. Agent Smith. Thank you for all those fucking websites that I shouted out. I tried to shout them out I was, as I was reading them today because I was reading from them directly. Directly. Thank you for <coughs> your time. That's right. If you guys have a scary story, please email it to me at the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com. That's P O T C A S T. Uh, we're on Instagram also, at THC. Yep, like, subscribe. Yes. We're on Instagram yeah. at THC Podcast. We're on Facebook at THC Podcast. We're on Twitter, Twitter at Comedy Podcast. Because she was drunk. Because I was high and drunk, and we're on TH. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What's it called? We're on THC as well. On THC. And we're on TikTok. That's what I was trying TikTok. to say. <laughs> you know how it do, boo. Anything else? Let's see. Don't. Don't forget to drink water? Don't forget to. Drink. drink water? Water. Where's the water? We don't have any water. Should we harmonize? Let's try to hit the brown note. You gotta say low and I'll go high. What? Just like 
You gotta go lower. I feel like I'm in Catholic church. I'm calling the fucking police. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Goodbye. (sighs)